like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. Uh, right now we're in the midst of a series where we're looking at what we call old guard history. Uh, they didn't call themselves old guard. They didn't have a, that term for themselves. But um, that's when we look back at our traditions and uh, our founders, and uh, we call them old guard. That's the label that we put on them. Now, many of his peers claim that his book is askew. Some even claim that some of the things that Master John states as facts are actually a fabrication. But we're looking at John Wheel's Leatherman's Protocol Handbook. It's definitely a controversial book. But um, we have that book in our library, along with most of the books discussing that old guard era. And we simply don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So let's look at parts of this Leatherman's Protocol Handbook to help us piece together an image of the puzzle that we consider old guard history. And we call it a puzzle because that's how history works. Uh, we don't have, uh, we didn't, most people didn't know that we even needed a historian. They were just having kinky play, kinky fun. Uh, they were just um, living their lives in their own form, their own fashion, their own little way of life. And um, very few stopped to say, hey, I think we should document this as a history. Uh, we do have some of those uh, uh, that were retrospectively created, such as this Leatherman's Protocol Handbook, that were um, where people have looked back on their personal experiences. But... Uh, much of our history has been somewhat lost, and so there are gaps in it. And But we put together the pieces of the puzzle, and when you're putting together a puzzle, you start putting pieces, and as they fit together, um, even if you don't have all the pieces, you still can get a pretty good image of of what was there. And that is the puzzle that we're putting together of our old guard history. We don't have all of the pieces, but... From what we put together, we can make a pretty good image of what was there, of what once was. Uh, quoting from the Leatherman's Protocol Handbook, Leathermen would seek out other Leathermen based upon their looks and attire. In fact, there used to be a saying that Leathermen would use to find out about other Leathermen, and that was, do you play a saxophone or mandolin? A saxophone player was the sadist. And the mandolin player was the masochist. As you can see, things were very different in those early years. Almost every word spoken was in some sort of code as to not reveal what you were or who you were seeking. Um, during the men dancing with men only environments of the 1800s, men wore different colored handkerchiefs to denote who was mask and who was femme. Uh, hanky colors filtered into the leather life as another way of helping to define what they were seeking. 
initial Henke codes were tops and bottoms. And what pocket they wore these Henke colors became which position they preferred. And soon the Henke colors became part of the culture to dictate what they sought and the type of fetish they were seeking. Based on that culture, leathermen were making it easier for leather tribes to find one another or to find men with similar play needs. Bike keys also played a part in this as to whether or not they were looking for sex or not looking for sex. They would wear them in certain positions denoting not only top and bottom, but also their location on the side denoted whether they were looking or not looking, with hidden keys meaning a preference for rough sex. The Henke colors listed today have greatly expanded from the basic colors they wore in that old guard time. There were only four colors back then. Black for heavy S&M, gray for heavy bondage, green for daddies, and yellow for water sports. Red was later introduced for fisting and ass play, with a bit of controversy over the addition of red hankies. There were those that felt that the red hanky was way too pronounced and caused too much attention and was sometimes confused with the bandanas the cowboys of the era wore. Could it be misread by one of their fellow leathermen and have them outed for choosing to pick up a country western man who was straight? It was definitely a danger. Motorcycles were their common mode of travel, and for most of them, a major part of the common bond. They couldn't talk of play parties, so they talked about their bikes and their trips, and only, um, only those on those bike runs would know what went on. This is how their sexual events became known as runs, as they were rides out of town for sex. They would run out of the street, uh, streets on their bikes out to some abandoned or remote place to play. This also was how they got to be known as the renegades and uh, wild ones, as people would imagine what went on, and society really thought they were rotten, nasty men who were rough and crude and perverted, far beyond anyone's imagination. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for today's BDSM United podcast. Uh, we're splitting this up into little tiny chunks and uh, making several episodes, just trying to keep them short and uh, to the point. You can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy bringing this piece to you today, and we'll bring you another in a future podcast. And I enjoyed talking with you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.